put a lot more oomph into that last one. Bum, bum, yeah. Bum, okay. bum, bum, bum. Welcome to the Between Us Agents, a show for real estate agents. Oh my God. All right. Welcome to Between Us Agents, a show for real estate agents who are tired of going alone and just need a shoulder to ugly cry on. Say less, because finally you found a show by agents. For agents. But most importantly, this simply stays between, between us, us and agents. agents. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I swear to God, every time. That was a good one. I think we nailed it. Uh, <laughs> Robbie, you were so late. <laughs> You'd be like two words late. That might be a delay because I was saying it with you all. Okay. Maybe it is a delay. So then let's just leave it at that. But it sounded terrible. <laughs> That's I weird. Know, I was saying it at, like, with you all. I'm like, oh, man, we nailed it. My reaction was like, we said it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were How ready. Many of those? How many of those beers? Four to tomorrow. Okay. Welcome back to another episode between us agents. What's going on, guys? Hey, how's it going? Um, again. We're back. We're back at it. This week we have zero topics. I wouldn't well, say we zero have some topics. Yeah, I wouldn't we, say zero. We don't have any like news articles this week. This week we're just yeah. kind of talking, literally as agents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's okay. It could also kind I mean, of spawn we, for the fact that we were also all at a conference last week, so obviously the preparation was not exactly there. I mean, to say the least. But. I think there's going to be some good stuff we'll talk about based off of some of the stuff we've talked about in the past. We can expand on or talk about some new topics. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, actually, since, I mean, I know we're not, we don't really have anything news. I don't have an article in front of me, but they rescinded that, um, like, the LLPAs, like, higher credit score buyers, lower mm-hmm. credit score buyers. looks like they rescinded that. So that's actually interesting. Not that probably real estate budged at all mm-hmm. um, as far as like transactions or anything like that that didn't really stop real estate but i think it was interesting that they rescinded that mm. i did not read the article that you saw i think i just liked it <laughs> did they say why they rescinded it was it just I like the public yeah yeah no i think it i think they were just there's an uproar mm-hmm. and nobody could explain explain the new rules Mm -hmm. i think it just was really confusing so i think the the mortgage banker association put up a big fuss Mm -hmm. um you know and then and 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 they won do you feel like that's just a testament to like how many more people in our industry are utilizing social media Mm. right because that's Mm -hmm. where you hear gripes the loudest is online and i would say more so now than ever before agents Mm. are utilizing things like that lenders are utilizing things like social media it's kind of interesting totally well you saw how viral it went just from the simple fact of Mm -hmm. saying okay this is what basically this is going to do for good credit and bad credit buyers either costing them more or less and how viral that took off yeah for sure Mm -hmm. for sure i think um well, it was like a, it's a very, it's a very simple concept mm-hmm. um, to get people riled up with. Yeah. I think people felt emotion towards video, those types of videos and it's shareable. Like, mm-hmm. why would they do this? I'm sharing it with all my friends, you know, <laughs> things like that. So, um, just e- easy to, uh, easy to do that. But yeah, but everyone have a good week. I know we were like all together in a, in a rare occasion last mm-hmm. week um and um sam dipped out early but that's okay <laughs> i went to epcot for the first time as an adult last week it is wildly know. expensive it is 100 percent wildly expensive insane but the adults that go time. rampant yeah, i was gonna say hopefully you had a great time out there 
Yeah, but like if I were to go look at my bank account and then add up everything that I can attribute to that day, Mm -hmm. there's no way that I would be like, oh, this thousand dollars, I would love to just go spend at Disney right now. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why one of the hacks that we do is just put everything on a gift card so that keeps us from expending like five hundred dollars. Because we did that. Me and Susie Ah. did that one year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're like, we're gonna go and we're like, you know, you're gonna try to go to at least like. Oh, at least every country. At, at least. least try. I think so. Mm-hmm. The first year me and my wife went, it was a great time. Great time. But I think we had like a two or four hundred dollar like Disney gift card. Mm-hmm. And then we like went over that very yeah. quickly. Easily. Yeah. So quickly. And then I think we ended up like, I think thousand bucks. Yeah. It was like two yeah. people. Then yeah. you try to like the food. It's like nine dollars a person. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you went to like 10 of those places. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just for food, not including drinks. Mm-hmm. We were with like a group of people and I don't know what is wrong with my brain, but mm-hmm. whenever I'm at a register or I'm checking out and like other people are in my party and they're checking out too, I'm just like, I'll get it. And that is a toxic way to live. <laughs> like there's something wrong with me. Magic of Disney. It's like, Big. you know what? I'll take care of everybody in the line here. Your drinks are on me. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's actually funny because I do owe you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know. I don't know like, what it is. Mm-hmm. We we didn't even make I didn't even go to Disney and I still owe you a beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like that's that's how Sam is. <laughs> anyway. It's a problem. I'm um I'm working, working on it. Working mm-hmm. through it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I mean, I, it would be it would be fun that I never I, if like you get the right people to go to Epcot with, it could be really fun. Mm-hmm. Time, you know, it could be really fun if you go with the right people. And I, I think mm-hmm. that just uh, all the theme parks in yeah. Florida, I think if you just get the right people to go with, it'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the lines, though, the lines are the worst. And I couldn't I couldn't imagine paying for like a fast pass or doesn't even what they're called anymore i don't think mm-hmm. yeah like lightning lane or something like that that's called now yeah i don't know i don't know i think sean's the only annual pass holder in the group right now. i think i might be the only person yeah we used to be does that get you automatically lightning? Pre- no oh, no that's an upcharge pre-covid yeah. it did though pre-covid it was that's me me and my wife had that we would mm-hmm. go like three times a year even if it was just to Epcot like those or like paper tickets. Yeah. Yeah. And you would get like two or three rides, you know, fast passes. Mm-hmm. That's nice. And then they realized how they can monetize it and they say, okay, well, we're going to charge people extra to be able to walk yeah. through the line faster. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's a dangerous place to go, especially around food and wine. Food and wine's dangerous because they have, I mean, even though they have the countries. Set Wait, up you didn't, in and of itself. You just went to Epcot. You didn't even go to Food and Wine. Mm-mm. That's dangerous because, oh. like, See, when I've you have kiosk in between kiosks. Yeah, I've only gone. I literally don't think I would have survived. I barely made it to the end of the evening. Yeah, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then you went to Tin Roof. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had the FOMO of missing out. On the Tenerif experience. Like you could have just went a night earlier. We were mm-hmm. there. It was a good time. It was karaoke. It was I would have loved to see, was see Sam do I forgot about um, that. some Mayday yeah. Parade. Mm-hmm. No. No. <laughs> no. I think it was like great. that night was like 20% good singers. Because you never know. Karaoke, especially Long I Drive in Orlando. You never know what you're going to get. But there was some Are you guys big karaoke? I've only been. Like, I'm once. definitely not a big karaoke it, unless would. it's the song Tequila, like literally the, the whole song, and that's the only <laughs> words you say throughout the entire song. I'm awesome at that. So. <laughs> I've only been to karaoke once, and um, unfortunately, it is a memory that has escaped me. But when I woke mm-hmm. up the next morning, I said I didn't sing karaoke. I never do, mm-hmm. and I was told that I did, in fact, sing Wilson Phillips on stage with my mother-in-law. So, nice. That sounds awesome. That. Yeah. I thought there was video documentation that. of that. Yeah. I hope not. I hope not. Somewhere oh, out there. I'm going to find your 
husband's like number and like emergency contact number and like you know and then i'm gonna text him and ask him for that there's i would have seen it i would have for sure seen it by now if it was a video it would have resurfaced didn't exist Uh, that's funny that's funny well Um, let's stop talking about our drunken escapades and talk about our big juicy emotional stuff like our why let's just dig right in guys or why interesting yeah well i mean i know that you have taken like ice baths to and saunas to Mm -hmm. get really deep into your why (laughs) so i know we talked about that before yeah no this is actually a question that makes me like equally uncomfortable and lacking confidence and the reason why is because this is talked about so much in our industry it's probably talked about a ton in sales just in general because sales Mm -hmm. is such a brutal field right you really have to have something grounding you um and i think that as somebody who doesn't have any children i don't have any like i don't know crazy big goals that i've set it's always been really hard for me to like pin down this is my why and it's a why that I feel comfortable enough and like is okay enough to share publicly right because you never get asked your why when you're just like alone in the bathroom looking at the mirror you get asked your why when you're in a group (laughs) setting and everybody else is sharing theirs um so I'm definitely interested to hear like what y'all's why is because I think that tells a lot you didn't really tell us what your why is, but I just like skipped over yourself. Skipped around it. But one thing I do know about you is that you may, so like you didn't tell us your why, but you're very competitive. Mm-hmm. Like you want to beat people mm-hmm. and you want to be better, not like physically, but like you want to be better, you know? I'm like you strong. Want... <laughs> <laughs> Work out every morning on my Peloton. No, but like. No, but like, you know, one thing I do know is that you're very competitive and you do outwork a lot of people and Mm -hmm. it's hard. And this is like one of the quotes that I wrote down from our summit last week is it's hard to compete with people that show up every day. Mm -hmm. That show up. They just like show up because it's easier to not show up, but it's Mm -hmm. hard to compete with people that just show up on a, you know, daily, weekly basis, because they're just like constantly there doing their thing, you know, yeah. getting, getting better. That's interesting. Do you know mm-hmm. what's funny is I don't think that I was this competitive um, for a majority of my life. Like I really think like getting to the company where I'm at now, friends would argue that I've always been this competitive when it came to board games, um, but That's what I'm saying. I didn't really. It starts with like board games, man. Yeah, yeah. right, Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did not have this like competitive kind of thing in me for a majority of my life. I wasn't in sports. I didn't do things like that. Um, you didn't play any sports? No. Have you seen me? Well, I can swole now. (laughs) Yes, you can swole now, but like, I mean, as far as like, you know, track and field, no, nothing. Volleyball, nothing. No, absolutely not. I was a drama kid. I was like in the math club. Like. Mathlete? Were you a mathlete? mathlete? Definitely a mathlete. Yeah. Chess yeah. club, bowling just, club, not bowling, not bowling. No, no. not bowling. No. Nothing like mm. physical with my body. Very like <laughs> awkward. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Yeah. No, so I, I don't know where like the comp- competition, I think like I finally found something that I was good at and mm. it feels good to be good at something, right? And so if you don't have a ton of things um, previously that made you feel that way, like, oh, wow, I'm good at this, then you're going to clamor on to that one thing. And lucky for you guys, real estate has been that one thing for me. Um, but yeah, I don't think that because I'm competitive is like a good enough why. That would be one that mm-hmm. if I thought of right in that group setting, I'd be like, mm, don't want to say that. That makes you seem kind of like an asshole. You're just doing it for the thrill. No, right? I know. But it's but, like the people that but, say that their why is just to make more money. Like, is that really your why of why you're doing right. this on a day to day? If it's any of y'all's why, I apologize. I'm not trying to stomp <laughs> on your why here, but it's those people <laughs> that say, okay, well, be my deeper. why is because I'm going to basically be trying to make more money and buy that fancy BMW or whatever the case right. may be. But... So I listened to a podcast literally just about this subject <clears throat> of mm-hmm. like uh, people that are when they're so just for example here, um, Elon Musk has a, he like has a quote out right now. It's like 16 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. And people still say I'm lucky. And someone might say, 
you have all the money in the world. Why, why are you doing that? Right. And his point is, it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so to Sean's point, yeah, if it's just about the money, then you make a bunch of money and then you stop because mm-hmm. you made the money. Mm-hmm. But if you're building something, if there's something deeper than the money, um, then it's, it's a little bit more, you can, you can look at like athletes like Michael Jordan, like he get, if it was just about the rings, he would have stopped at one. He would have stopped mm-hmm. at winning one championship and then he went for six. It was bigger mm-hmm. than like just the championships. So yeah. Sam's like um, confused, I think. I'm not confused. Just like, just because he won the one doesn't mean that he would stop if he felt like he was capable of winning more, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe that was his why he wanted to win championships. He was extremely competitive. But I think it was more about building that legacy or like there's a deeper why than just a championship. There was mm-hmm. a, he wanted to, I don't know, be the goat. Maybe he wasn't thinking mm-hmm. that in the moment, but like he wanted to build something that was bigger than him. I don't know. Yeah. But I think when people think of when, when, yeah, when I agree with you, Sean, though, like when someone says like money is it, and I'm just kind of mm-hmm. like, oh. like, you can go get a nine to five job that is, that pays, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's why I always That's ask. Comfortable. Yeah, yeah, I always ask the agents, "What? Why are you in real estate? Because there's difference between why mm-hmm. are you in real estate and why are you like, what's your why? It's a little bit different because mm-hmm. we can go, we can all get other jobs that aren't in real estate and make and have that same why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to choose true. real estate. Yeah, I talked a lot. I'll let you guys. So. Let's do that next. What's y'all's why? I, was, I think we need to do the wraparound to get back to who initially started her conversation with what her why is. <laughs> and is deflecting I think this is a my little bit so we way. can get... <laughs> Telling you guys that I don't really know. Like, yeah, I mm. want big things. I want stability and comfort. And um, I think stability is really the big word that comes yeah. to mind. I didn't have a ton of that growing up. And so like the more successful that I am, the more stability I can create long-term um, and providing for not only my immediate family, but I've been a provider for my extended family for a large part mm-hmm. of my life as well. So like being able to do that and not feel strain is a big, big deal. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't necessarily say that like, well, that's, that's a little why. bit deeper. That's more, that's, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't feel why. like the why, well, you know? Deep, yeah. That's deeper, it's not because Okay, so I think that's a little bit deeper than um, just about the money. You like want to help more people, right? I think that's nice. Yeah, it's a giver's mentality. If you think about it, like there's a deep rooted why that you keep you doing what you do. And just yeah, gets everyone around. She wants yeah. to <laughs> spread the wealth to everybody in Disney. Yeah, perfect. That's a deep seated why right there. Just spread there the wealth. Go. That's why Epcot hurts uh, so bad. <laughs> my why. <laughs> oh, my why has been exuded all over Epcot. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. What about you guys? Uh, what you got, Robbie? So, so mine, mine has probably changed um, mm. since I've like gotten married, had a kid. It's not. <clears throat> it used to be like about um it is it's it is weird how quickly it changed but as far it used mm-hmm. to be kind of about like i want to get you know i need it was very materialistic which i feel like that's also a maturity thing but like it was very materialistic you wanted to get all these things that like don't matter mm-hmm. and it's all all vain all you know a lot of things that don't matter but like now it's a little bit different because everything that I'm building is for my family and my kids and my grandkids. Um, and like the, the financial stability for that, that I could have, have the kids grow up without having that mindset of being, I don't, I don't, I, uh, like, poor i don't know Mm -hmm. like not that anyone here is poor but um we live in america we're not poor Mm -hmm. like no one in america Mm -hmm. is poor but i mean i'm I'm just saying like 
it's it's a little bit different. Like for me, I remember growing growing up, and I was the youngest of five. And all my siblings say that I was basically like the only child because then one, the nearest one to me is seven years. Um, so I was basically like the only child and they didn't, I didn't have the life that they all had. But I remember growing up, we'd go out to eat and we ordered like, you just ordered the entree. Now, I move, after moving to Florida, people are like ordering appetizers and I thought they were rich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're ordering appetizers? Damn. Mm. You know, like you got it. <laughs> But I mean, but I mean, like, that was the mentality that I had. Yeah. And I think that and I think that, um, you know, as far as for my kids, future kids, I think it's going to be a little bit different and teaching them the value, but not the value of money, but also having um, experiences for them mm -hmm. to like live. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, really you know, like having um, like a lot of vacations or um a, a lot of activities or basically just things that so it used to be just like long-term materialistic stuff now it's like mm -hmm. i want like to be able to do stuff with my family yeah it's that fuel to the fire mentality that was long <laughs> no but you took us through the like underlying factor of yeah. like what it is that the background of why you feel that way was mm -hmm. that I know definitely that's exactly some of your experiences are the same experiences that I had that obviously my why has changed probably eight to 10 times. I guarantee it even in, since I was 18, because obviously things were afforded to us in a different mentality to where we did have that lifestyle for a little bit. And then we lost it during the whole market crash, 2008, 2009, 2010, like that obviously impacted a lot of us in a big way. Um, but realistically my why up until probably about probably about three years ago was all really self-centered it was really just worried about myself i didn't really worry i worried for my family and my friends and the people around me sure um but just kind of putting that own personal spin on it to where i was kind of making sure that i was padding my own wallet at that time um trust me it was, sounds super self-centered and i know exactly what that feels like until um i got more people around me that have that giver mentality, much like I was saying, like you are giving out to other people. I had that given to me once I started meeting different family groups. Yeah. Well, not necessarily in the make it rain foundation type thing, but, <laughs> um, but my why before meeting my wife was obviously towards my own mentality. But once I met my wife and that was a lot of that was, trying to provide for somebody else other than myself. And obviously that's a really big thing to bring somebody into your ecosystem, which obviously she has a passionate job that she loves and wouldn't trade it for the world. And I love that she's able to do that. Then COVID hit. And this is kind of going into the different topic that we have of why I got into real estate, um, which I'll kind of keep that story for the second part here. But my why when COVID hit was she was out of work for year and a half, two years. Yes, mm -hmm. collecting furlough and getting some help from the government and stuff. But um, as a single income household, I was working basically a full time job plus real estate at the time. Um, I wanted to do everything I possibly could to make sure that she didn't have to worry about things. Yes, she was getting some kind of income, but um, that's what that happened. And then when the job basically said, I don't want we don't need you back at this time. That's when it allowed me to do more than I wanted to. I will say that cautiously more than I wanted to. But doing enough to where she didn't have to work was my why for the longest time. Things have changed over that system to where obviously she's back to work. She's doing all the things that she loves to do. My why turned into my team, which honestly sounds crazy from a leadership standpoint. But realistically, seeing people change their lives was the fuel that woke me up every day to where I said, Hey, listen, I might not be able to do everything for them, but if there's something else that I can help them assist them change their lives that I'm perfectly happy by doing that. And that was the thing that I love to do what I do because in the model that myself and Robbie in some cases get to mentor agents is more inspirational to where they're either brand new agents or agents that have not have proven production at the time to where they can learn and implement different workflows and different everything like that to basically change their lives to progress along the scale of our group. 
So that was my deep seated why for a long time. And now that me and my wife are expecting in our first in November, that has completely changed. Not to say that I don't love my team, well, but off, my other why now is shifted news. towards the family side. You haven't dropped that news. No, on I haven't. No, this is a bomb that I'm dropping exclusively for this episode. That, <laughs> yeah, we're very excited to to welcome our first into the world. Um, that honestly is another reason why that we weren't able to create a family because of the income scenario that we were faced. But yeah, obviously the group we're a part of, we're all a part of. The reason why we get into this real estate industry in the in its whole obviously affords a lot of opportunity and a lot of income that we are just not accustomed to in other industries to say the least. Um, so my why is to be able to create the family that I possibly can by also having the home that we always wanted, of course. Um, so there was a lot of inspirational things along that scale that changes the why all the time. So to have just like one thing, it's more or less on a dry erase board. If it yeah. So you're just sitting there, they're like, oh, no, I need to change it today. So yeah, yeah. I really like that visual of a dry erase board. It feels like less of a commitment. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But now, as you were speaking, I could I was like, oh, yeah, I have I've probably had like three or four different type like types of reasons why mm-hmm. um, I had a why, whether it was mm-hmm. like getting out of debt or mm-hmm. um you know, well, I mean, that was like a big one, but like, yeah, yeah, like that's a big one. But, but that would, I mean, like, there's a, a bunch of them. So, yeah, I agree with that. Like, your why, your why is going to change, mm-hmm. you know, and it's probably going to be, um, you know, as seasons kind of come and go. And that's like a very, like, um, christian or whatever wait like everyone's like oh you're you're, Is that- different, you're a different season of your life yeah that's like a very baptist thing um Interesting. But, yeah but um <clears throat> yeah i think that's it, it is has some root to it for sure i think that that's a really cool takeaway that i personally have never heard about wise before normally it's just like what is your why you have to know your why you have to have a strong why it's not forgiving in that like no shit, that changes. We change so much. Our lives okay. change. The people that we have involved in our lives change. Like your your hopes and dreams. God, if you had told me that I'd be doing what I'm doing right now three years ago, I'd have been like, you're an insane person. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to eat tonight. Yeah, <laughs> <Just> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think but the yes, majority of people yeah. like they have in that that like survive mentality, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. rather than like thrive mentality and um, yeah. kind of getting over that hurdle people for sure it, it changes a little bit different when it changes like that's why your why changes a lot a lot of times mm. but makes yeah, sense i agree mm-hmm. i agree is that why you guys all kind of got into real estate is because of your the, like your like why why did you guys get into real estate because like i remember i'm trying to think of like how i got into real estate and it was just a completely random thing I did. It was it was very it was very random. Um, my background was I worked in hospitality. I worked when I first moved to Florida. moved um, moved to Florida in 2012. I worked in hospitality for five years, and then I quit and had a Bitcoin vending machine business for two years. And then at the time, not much regulation um, when it came to like that whole industry. And I had friends that were getting their businesses and their machines were getting like raided by the the, the like feds basically. Mm-hmm. And so, and at that time, I was just getting serious with my now wife and um, I'm like, well, if I <laughs> keep going down this path, like I can't just like leave my wife high and dry if that ever happens, basically. Um, and so sold it, sold that all. Um, and then I was like, what else can I do? Got into real estate. Bam. 
now I'm here. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> so it's kind of like an out. You're like, eh, this seems like a good enough option to get me out of this other yeah. thing that I'm doing. Yeah, but I mean, like, mm-hmm. I've always, I mean, ever since I moved to Florida, wanted to be in real estate. Right. Right. The goal, mm-hmm. obviously, is to continuously be in real estate, invest in real estate, buy real estate, um, sell it as an agent, coach agents, whatever. Like, I love real estate. And I, that has that, like, love for real estate has like grown the longer I've been in real estate, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. It wasn't like, I love real estate. That's why I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. It was just like, cool. I'm going to do it. And then yeah, it's like the whole dynamic <laughs> has changed. If it, yeah. But that's all like the, how the dynamics changed of the, what your perspective of look at looks like. Cause one, you didn't want to get into real estate and begin with it, If you, I don't want to speak for everybody on the call, but we didn't pick real estate because we thought it was going to be a super lucrative. Maybe you did, but you didn't seek it out as a first career. I mean, you kind of put it out there for a second career, third career. This is sometimes people's fourth and fifth career options um, to get into yeah. real estate. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but your perspective changed throughout that whole thing because initially you were what doing selling real estate as a production and as an agent yeah, your perception an agent, changed because which is a great you got other opportunities yeah love being an independent agent i think that mm-hmm. it was a great time um and um for the most part it was a very growing experience yeah mm-hmm. as like a person for sure but for sure yeah so sorry, guys. My dogs were uh, the, got the zoomies in the office. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's all good. Um, I feel like yeah. nobody I've ever met has been like, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to become a real estate agent. And then they become a real estate agent. And that's what they've been doing for 20 years. So I don't feel like yep. the way that you fell into real estate, which is how I coined my um, transition to real estate as well. I don't think that that's unusual. I think it just happens that way. What about mm-hmm. you, Sean? How'd you get into it? Um, I tried to put it off as long as possible. I have family members that are, I have a grandfather that is, was a broker and still is a broker to this day in the state of Florida. He served the Fort Lauderdale, Broward County areas all the way through Dade County. Not, not a big brokerage, just himself and a couple of my cousins and stuff that he brought under his brokerage for the time. And I looked at it and I said, I'm might be going to all these showings and being that little rampant kid that's running around or little grandchild that's running around unlocking lock boxes and then taking the key and running around and stuff. <laughs> that was fun to me, but I didn't realize that it was going to reach into a career like this. So I didn't really think of that as an opportunity for me. Um, even though it would have been an easy shoe in for my grandfather's brokerage, which obviously is running and self-sufficient at this point, because it's just, it's just a referral network now. So, um, especially with 55 years in real estate, I mean, that's, unbeknownst yeah. to yeah. most people. That's cool. Um, but my background was not anything like that. I went into uh, went into college basically as a sports medicine degree, graduated with a bachelor's degree, and I wanted to go into aquatics management because that was my whole background, background in super all the, all the sports you could think of. The one that I wanted to focus in on most because it's my swimming background. So I wanted to go into aquatics management, kind of be the aquatics director, get through all that facilitation on the day-to-day operations, how to build systems and management companies on how to facilitate aquatic centers, public pools, all of that in a grand scheme. I basically hit my ceiling really quick where I got burnt out. I was like, listen, there's too much to facilitate. I didn't want to do this anymore. Wasn't challenged in any way, shape or form because it basically turned into a self-automating system. That's when I, like Robbie, went into, I went into hospitality. So I went into the golf industry because my dad's been in the golf industry, played on tour for five, 10 years, basically back in the eighties, um, started getting into that. And then I realized that hospitality is one of those industries that is meant to kind of kill you a little by little that you're away (laughs) from everybody for eight to 15 hours a day. And that's especially in golf, which I obviously worked in an amazing facility and I loved it for the ability to connect and network with the people that I was able to connect with and that members club. But, um, just wasn't challenged enough, was away from all my family and friends. They never got to see me. I was working well, five, like six, sometimes even seven days a week. Yeah, that's like, in a nutshell, that's what it I is. I mean, I remember being in being in hospitality and I'm like, 
man, I'm working four out of like the five holidays. Yeah. Like, and then just mm-hmm. a number in Brutal. the system and not making a name for yourself, yeah. nowhere to yeah, progress yeah. up further. As nice as a place it was. I mean, I had a great time built all my close friends that I've mm-hmm. been in Florida, but um, that I'm fr- currently friends with that were all in my wedding. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Good time. So after hospitality, well, I, was, I mean, I'm sorry. talking about hospitality. I didn't oh, meet you in hospitality, yeah. uh, <laughs> Sam. All of my friends are from then. I don't have any new friends since that happened mm-hmm. in my life. Now what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, trying to get out of hospitality, I wanted to get right into real estate and make a name for myself and do what I did. And then obviously. My background and my strength is all technology and leverage and workflows, time blocking, basically getting all that, the coaching and development programs that I set up. Love doing that. And that obviously opened up other doors. Not to go into Mm -hmm. my full story about my injury, but basically as a real estate agent, I almost tore up every single ligament in my right knee playing in an adult indoor soccer league. And as a 1099 employee, that's why you should not play sports as a 1099 employee. The insurance was not fun, to say the least. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's... Um, I don't play sports as an adult, okay? Yeah. That's like, those true. days are over, all right? I put it off as long as possible. But yeah. <laughs> but basically, that led... one th- Not to say that there was a silver lining in that injury, but obviously, I would not be where I am right now had it not been for that. So I don't know. The world works in mysterious ways. Mysterious ways. So... Why'd you... I don't, Sam, did you go? No. Did you get into mm-hmm. real estate? No. Um, it's a, it's a long story. I'll make it short. So I fell into real estate. I went to UVA thinking that I would get into the business school because I was a straight A student and I was super smart, smartest person ever. And then I got to UVA and I had some. UVA? Mm-hmm. Versus yeah. Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, had some. <laughs> a series of unfortunate events unfold. And uh, by the end of my first semester, I knew that I was not going to qualify to apply to the business school. So I wanted to take a gap year. I was like, I need a mental break. Like, lots of stuff has happened. I need a break. What were you going and to school I, for? At the time, it was to get into the business school. Business school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which like what I was going to do with that. I don't know. I just thought you go to UVA. Great. You go through the business school. Amazing. Like life will figure it itself out for you. <clears throat> so I didn't have a plan cause I couldn't get into the business school anymore and I didn't want to be at college anymore. Um, so I ended up getting a religious studies degree. You don't want to be at college? At no. UVA? Hated it. Hated it. Shut up. Really? Hated it. Um, when I when I got there and before the entire year before, if you asked anybody, I was absolutely obsessed. But it didn't end up being the Hype. culture I thought it was mm. going to be. It wasn't the experience I thought that I was going to have, and I just needed to to take a break that was not afforded to me. So religious studies was my fastest ticket out. Um, I grew up in a completely non-religious household. And going through this like emotional time, I was reached out to by, I think it was like the Jewish Kids Association or something silly. And they were like, yeah, when you're sick, we bring you soup. And I was just like, cool. I don't have that in my life. Yeah, <laughs> like, I want soup. <laughs> I don't, like I don't have that kind of community and I didn't grow up that yeah. way. And so I was really intrigued anyway. So I took every semester after that um, first one, all of it was religion. Mm. It was Christianity and Islam and Judaism was my primary focus and Buddhism was my secondary. So when I graduated, I had so many job options just falling out of the sky with my religious studies degree. They're just like, come work here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I didn't. And I ended up working for a nonprofit in DC under the guise that I would be a grant writer, which is a huge skill if you're going to be working for nonprofits. Mm -hmm. What I ended up doing was fundraising for them. And what that meant was I was standing on the streets of DC with an iPad. Mm. You've been accosted by these people that say for three cups of coffee a day, mm. you can save a child in Guatemala. Mm. That was my first sales gig. And go. I was really good at it after some time. Um, but I quit Bob that job. Sarcasm. Mm. Huh? 
I thought, I thought when you said that, I heard sarcasm. Are you, are you, were you just kidding <laughs> or was that actually sarcasm? You don't like, like fall into that job really good at it, but eventually you figure it out. You figure out who to talk to. You figure out exactly what to say. You know, the objection handlers, it's just like talking on the phones in real estate, mm -hmm. but the pay was nothing. Mm -hmm. Like I was spending more money to get to DC and park than I was bringing home. Um, so I quit that job pretty abruptly. And then I had a panic attack and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have a job. I've just finished college. What am I doing? I took the first job that hired me, which was just this like crummy little energy audit company. What year was that? That I graduated. Like what year was this when you got this crummy job that you hated? 2015, mm, like the spring it. of 2015. Okay. Um, like at an energy audit company. Do you guys know what an energy audit is? Can't say I do. I'm, I know what an audit is. I'm assuming okay. it's something in energy. So there's a lot of state programs that I'm not as familiar with the Florida ones. Um, but essentially there's state programs that will pay a third party company to come out and audit your home for energy levels. Mm. And then that company mm. will tell you things that you can do to make your home more energy efficient, mm. upselling you mm. better windows, upselling you, right? So you act as this third party, you get a commission based on all these other things that you sell to them based on this energy efficiency that you do. And you get a payback from the energy companies. Mm. It's a whatever. You see what I'm getting at? Sounds like a you scam. got really excited. Um, so yeah, I was so like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like up. an assistant. Mm -hmm. I was yeah, an yeah. assistant to this man um, who ran the company. I told you this was going to be the short version. I must have already drank half a beer. Sorry. <laughs> I'll go faster. Um, <laughs> You're good. Anyway, last person hired at that company. Last person there when they went under. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of that company, I was working out of the CEO's house. And finally, he came upstairs one day and he was like, Sam, I love you to pieces, but I have literally nothing for you to do anymore. You have to have to find something else. And I was like, yeah, I kind of figured this day was coming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you should go work with my girlfriend. She's in real estate and she does property management. And so she ended up letting me run the property management company completely on my own because she had just joined a different broker that didn't allow her to do it. After a year of that, I got licensed. She said, you'll, you'll love sales if you like property management. Um, I found out that I hated property management, but I did love real estate sales. So then I, you know, pieced away the property management company and the rest was history. But yeah, I was licensed by the time I was 21. Mm. That's dope. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I fell. I fell into real estate. A hundred percent. Literally. Literally. Fell into real estate. Literally. All I, all I picture is like Sam at that job right before while the CEO is telling her, hey, this is this is going to be your last day. Basically, insert GIF of like Johnny Depp on Pirates of the Caribbean with like just making it enough to get to the dock. <laughs> That's how I see Sam. Just like, you know what? She just made it and then just found her way in real estate. So. <laughs> <laughs> he was um, he was incredibly kind mm -hmm. and and. Um, absolutely wild to me that he let me stay for as long as I did and, and paid me for as long as he did. Cause really his company was gone like two months before that. Yeah. Um, and he actually ended up passing away mm. like shortly after, which was okay. crazy. Mm. But yeah, I wrote all to Daniel Brown. <laughs> That's crazy. I didn't know yeah. that story, Sam, about you mm -hmm. personally. I feel like we're all getting to know each other a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For That's sure. True. For sure, for sure. But when you first were a, um, when you first got into real estate, was everything a write off? Oh, what do you mean? First year. First year. Talking about was all your business expenses. It I'm, was going, like... I'm going to Chipotle right off. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> mm -hmm. No? For something <laughs> to be honest, I hope that the IRS never listens yeah. to this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Something that's public broadcasted. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should think about this one. Um, IRS has no. entered between us. I have <laughs> absolutely, until like the past two years, maybe failed at like you're a real estate agent, you're your own business, you file your own taxes. Like, keep your receipts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm the worst at that. Best tagging advice. Yeah, I mean, but it was really expensive getting started. And I don't think that anybody tells you mm, that. True. Well, I mean, just like MLS dues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then like, um, luckily, I got like, married around the time. 
so I could like use some like headshots for like you know like, business cards, <laughs> with, like mix it in, just blur the background out, mm-hmm. take the wife oh out, God. and just put it on your business card. <laughs> like most people, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, I, it is expensive. I'm gonna say it's it's about. Hmm, I would like to give a dollar number, but maybe like about fifteen to two thousand dollars. That's including your dues to get started. Class, well, to get started, maybe, I think it depends maybe on more. the class. Yeah, the class is going to oh, be sure. three to five hundred. I don't know what it is now, but like yeah. if you do it in person, Robbie, it's funny that you say that the wedding photos. I literally have one of my business cards, and I'm only going to show it to you guys. But literally, like that's my <laughs> business card. <laughs> insert insert wedding picture (laughs) why did you think it was okay to use a picture of you with a boutonniere on your business card listen i was new into real estate and i was like you know what my business card i have no better picture than the day that i am on my wedding day (laughs) there's no better day so that is is such a man thing to do i don't think well obviously like it's not just me in my wedding gown (laughs) (laughs) Listen, that we did not amazing. have AI Please photos. Meet you. Yeah, we did not have AI photos back in this timeline. So, yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> I that had a like one. a DSLR camera because I thought maybe that was going to be a hobby that I would have. Yeah. And I took Same. like I one of my did. best friends to like the Thought city it. I lived in and asked her to take a couple pictures of me. That was my photo. It's actually the photo that's still on my business card because I haven't updated them in three years. Mm-hmm. I'll see if I can find one. I feel like a lot of people yeah, have their original business card, like just 500 of them stashed away. Which is the, just because probably. Have you ever used it? Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody uses it. But never used a business card. Last week. Yeah, we did or talk about this ago. week, two weeks ago. Yeah. This reminds me though, um, how often do you guys get the question? Because I get it like every interview. Do you guys pay for business cards? Right. Guys, like, why does that matter? Well, I was gonna say, <laughs> you get business cards for like less than $100. 20 to $40 yeah. for business cards that are going to last you as long as we've been in real estate. Yes. Exactly. And then some. Exactly. Like, and then some. But like who, again, kind of who uses business cards? I like to True. use business cards, but we talked about that. I do. Not. But I, I, I do remember, though, expense. my first brokerage paid for them. Mm. But wait, like do you guys not have a lot thing. of communities where, where they're like business card? Like all of our HOAs around here, if it's a gated, the guard, the gate, the guard man yeah. or lady will be like That's true. business mm-hmm. card. I keep one in my car and then I ask for it back. Right. So I, give- <laughs> I give it to him. I'm like, give it to your family and friends. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that that's probably a smarter thing yeah. to do. Here's my business card <laughs> with my wedding photo like on it. That. Here we go. <laughs> but but i mean it's probably about 1500 to two thousand dollars just about i don't know what about like signs you know people are real big into getting like the name tag all their broker swag Mm -hmm. like all of that stuff yeah no i need that leads technology true training well i mean i'm just looking at our current brokerage i Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, but we are exceptional. We don't need to like get too deep into it, but we are definitely not the norm. Right, far from it. If anything, and, yeah. So I mean, it, but yeah, like business cards. When an agent's like, "Do you guys buy a business card?" I'm like, "Does other brokerages buy business cards?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah, actually, it's like a big part. Yeah. Yes, actually. And that's the thing that also, like, obviously, the one that probably went through real estate school the most recent, that was one of the things that, like, in the one little module, it says, listen, this is the questions after you passed your state or your course exam. Here's the 10 to 20 questions you should ask every broker. And it's on the list. And you can, you know, <laughs> dang well, you know, dang well, when people are going through that list of questions that they have that are very superficial about things that typically most people wouldn't ask that have some kind of experience mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, yeah, that's basically it. But that's the other thing about real estate too. If you think about it in the grand scheme of things, it's not a large barrier of entry. I mean, yes, in the state of Florida for the real estate exam, it's still causing a lot of people not to pass on the first time. Was it like 64% don't pass on the first time? Is that true? Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was wow. way lower. I think it was, I think it's higher than that. I think even on the second or more time, it's like 80 something percent. So um, oh, don't pass. The don't pass. Don't Correct. Pass. Don't pass. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I was. Yeah. 
Reverse. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, it realistically, is, yeah. the only barrier of entry they have is basically their dues plus any other ancillary brokerage fees or anything like that that they have um, that they would have an expense, marketing materials, lock boxes, yeah. gas, phone. Mm-hmm. I guess you're already paying for your phone. Well, most, and then you also, I mean, most realtors, you know, you have to have a couple months saved up easily as well. Yeah, that's one thing people don't realize, especially the interviews that I take is that have the opportunity to talk with people is making them know about that ahead of time, because not everybody is like the norm, especially in our brokerage and how our group set up, but not everybody's set up that way to where they can have that three months of security or have another part time job. I mean, that's a whole discussion for another time about people getting into the industry that are either part time or working on another full-time job trying to do real estate on this a side gig but don't do real estate if you I think that we should petition the Florida Association of Realtors that if you are a part-time agent if you like work anywhere else for 30 hours or more a week you have to write part-time and like everything mm-hmm. the end of every text message I wanted to say part-time realtor <laughs> like I don't think that clients now mm-hmm. you know no yeah. well that's why we have like your mom's friend's sister selling houses mm-hmm. that does this one you know one one transaction a year mm-hmm. you know yeah. pays for their uh cruise to yeah. the bahamas mm-hmm. <laughs> i went that was very couple, specific I, just, <laughs> I went into it's a, a personal order, story but, um, <laughs> there's yeah. a lady named patty that really screwed robbie over a couple months ago <laughs> <laughs> she's sipping my ties well, I, mean, about it that, right now. I mean it's true like don't get me started on like part-time realtors mm-hmm. i mean i understand that there's some t- people that are trying to um like make their lives better and work their butts off and you put those types of people you're never gonna know that they're part-time Mm-mm. right there's yeah. a difference yeah yeah between like a part-time realtor and then someone that is like trying to make their life better. Yeah. It's like almost handing them a resume on your first, first time meeting them. It's like, Hey, let me hand you my resume of actually what I'm shown to be a customary and doing something different. Right. I guess it's all part of the right. showing the value of who you are versus other people in the industry. But I mean, if anything, we're seeing the blessing in disguise right now with the purging of agents out of our, are not renewing their licenses. I mean, we'll see it more yeah, once September true. rolls around, but we saw a lot of them yeah. purge out during the, was it March 31st renewal date? So that's true. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a fun time to be a realtor because mm-hmm. everyone's, um, well, it is a fun time to be a realtor, but the last mm-hmm. two years have not been a fun time to be a realtor. But also at the same time, the best time to be a realtor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No fun, but all the fun. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just goes goes back to the part time agents mm-hmm. that were like, "I'm the best realtor ever." And it's like, no, you actually just opened the door. You suck. Yeah. You opened the door, but and... you just you were exactly hundred percent. So, um, I think that that kind of brings up though all these people exiting, should they just be exiting the industry as a whole? Like when is it time to exit the industry and when is it time to just like change where you're at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're so it's like brokerages. different. Yeah. When do you mm-hmm. pull that trigger that you're exhausting more effort? Right. I don't know. That's, that's well, a really, I don't know how much, yeah, go for I don't it. know how much I can like go on this topic because mm-hmm. I've been at one brokerage mm-hmm. for five years. Really? Five years. You too? Same. Well, if you count the family business that I was a part of for six months and then realized I can't do this because there's zero technology and a Rolodex to work through. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Sam, take I, it away. I am, I am <laughs> impressed. You guys are just like one and done. Mm-hmm. Commitment. Lifers. Okay. I will say this because I hear it a lot um, from my agents that do switch over, but maybe they have only ever been at one brokerage. It is okay to change your broker. Mm-hmm. And you don't owe anybody anything just because somebody was there your first day being licensed and they helped you with one contract or they helped you get your first deal. You have to assess what is right for your business. And if where you're at is not currently meeting those needs, 
you need to at least start asking questions, right? Like you, sh you shouldn't feel so like alone, single minded, like one lane highway. This is the only option that I have where I'm out of real estate altogether. Um, obviously you guys should never leave. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hopefully you never have to go through this. Um, I mean, changing our brokerage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. but, but I'm, that's true. That's true. But one thing I will say, like, if you are at a brokerage and you just have no support, maybe like, you know, maybe, maybe it's a time to like, look at other brokerages mm -hmm. and it's okay. It's kind of like dating. You're going to find someone that matches you. That's the right fit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That like fits you a little bit. But I will say there's a difference between not having any support and not reaching out. Correct. Mm. Cause if you're something that's just sitting and waiting for it to happen and you're like, well, my broker never calls me. Mm. I'm not the kind of team lead that's going to call you either. Mm -hmm. Like maybe if you do something wrong, I'm going to call you. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I expect that you're calling me. Definitely. Yeah. I tell my agents, right? you book. You booked the appointment with me. Correct. But if you yeah. don't book it, I'm going to know. And I'm going to tell you why they didn't book the appointment. <laughs> Just furthers the point that not what everybody I... should be in real okay. estate, to say the least. Like, there's a lot of great people out That's there. True. Don't get me wrong. I love every person that comes through that we get the opportunity to mentor. But not everybody should be in real estate. Not to say you have to have amazing sales tactics. I don't need people that have amazing sales tactics. But some kind of growth mindset. I'll take those people all day um some humility some ability to know common sense that sounds kind of crazy but that obviously goes a far away and then just showing up like robbie to your point just showing up like, i love those people that just show up and ask good questions they take it up and they absorb it like a sponge and they take it on so <clears throat> but but it, i mean 100 percent, and you know just kind of to reiterate it there is this like, um, uh, I don't know the word for it, but agents think that they're like sense of loyalty mm -hmm. to the broker. obligation, like mm -hmm. obligation. Like I owe them everything because they helped me with my first contract. Mm -hmm. Well, not really. Like that's not. That's, that's literally not, their job. Yep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. That's what. That's why you're paying them twenty five percent of your commission or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, that's what they're there for. They they got paid to do it mm -hmm. to do their job. So right. um, there's no, and I say that like lightly because like I'm a very loyal person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> but speaking, like I've been. At this I will say that this issue extends outside of real estate. Um, my sister was just visiting, and she is kind of in the same position where like she really shouldn't be at her job anymore. She's not getting anything out yeah. of it. There's no advancement happening. Like there's nothing additional coming her way from this opportunity that she's at. And she's like, I can't do it. They're my friends. I feel bad. Like I like these people. Yeah. They haven't done anything wrong. Like, it's not about that. It's about where you're at professionally and if it's the right fit for you right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't think that it's just real estate and I definitely don't think that you're alone, Robbie. And I feel like Sean, you kind of fall into the same boat more than likely. Mm -hmm. I just think you kind of have to see what your options are. And right. a lot of agents don't even know that it can be better. Definitely. I have no clue. Mm -mm. No clue. Well, they don't look. I think that's a lot of people. Like, they just, like, don't aren't really looking for what's out there. I mean, we kind of see it, too. Like, a lot of our best agents that come to us um, are referrals mm -hmm. from agents that are on our team. So, sure. Yeah. Um, not, not a lot of agents look. But, Sean, do you have... A couple would you rather's today? I sure do. Okay. All right, let's do let's do two would you rather's. Okay. Two. Well, this one's pretty on par with, um, kind of what we were talking about here, but more or less kind of what y'all's presence on social media. Would you guys rather have a team member or a team that has a strong social media presence or a team that has a strong referral network? Mm-hmm. Not even looking. <laughs> I feel like I poked the bear. Would you rather have someone say, strong social media or strong referral network? I'm going to say referral network. I feel like um, if you have a strong, because a lot of these, um, I'm just thinking of like this, like guy that has been doing real estate in like since like the 80s and he has this like rolodex and like he just like knows everybody in his area mm -hmm. everyone mm -hmm. goes to him that's what i'm thinking of 
So um, yeah, the, the answer is referral network for sure. <laughs> like I can teach you to, to do social media, but if you already have a big book of business, mm -hmm. right. You don't even need to get on social media. Yep. You're good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like we get on social media to get the referrals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like further progressing the scale yeah it makes sense makes sense right you agree sean yeah i do especially the i mean the referral network potential because you know that person is coming from like a wealth of knowledge local market expert mm. their contact mm -hmm. list yeah, is endless true. because everybody knows everybody that knows him in some way shape or form so um yep that'd be huge in and of itself so um would you rather have a team that is more focused on generating new business or a team that is more focused on nurturing the existent existing client relationships. Kind of a database versus new business mentality, if you will. Can I like polarize this for a minute here? So like focusing only on their current clients means they are just communicating with them. They're not prospecting at all for future business. They're not going on additional showings with new clients because they're working on their pendings. Is that what you're saying? They're working on whatever their it. natural database is in nurturing the client relationships that they have versus generating solely and focusing solely on the new incoming business that's coming in. And just like ignoring the hell out of their clients that are pending. Just like no communication. I got you a contract. Mm -hmm. Bye. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm really bad at keeping up with people, <laughs> um, past clients, even though I've gotten like really nice referrals and like from clients that like loved me or whatever, mm -hmm. I'm really bad at keeping up with them. It's like really, really try mm -hmm. probably like my first two years. I mean, I probably didn't focus at all on past business mm. um so if i had one or the other it probably would be working depends how long you've been doing it. <laughs> if, you've, if you've if you have if you have like 100 sales or 200 sales in your pipeline rather than like five mm -hmm. right <laughs> Maybe work on the new business. Yeah, hold on. Let me five. read into this a little bit further. Yeah, there's no no numbers associated with this. Would you rather it is open ended, just to strictly new business, or currently nurturing existing client relationships? I'm gonna say. What's <sighs> it? Here's what I'm gonna say: existing current client relationships, because we can leverage out the future business conversations until they become a current client relationship. I agree with that. I don't right. Think Once I, I have a relationship with you as a client, you want to see me. You don't want to talk to Leticia, right. my assistant. You already closed uh, the deal with them. Right. They know you. Mm -hmm. Right. They're going to refer you out. Right. Bam. Yeah. Bam. That's your new business. So solely I'm on the new ready. business. Is that what we're saying? No. Oh, oh, referrals. Past, past clients. clients. Okay. Past clients. Okay. Sorry, you had a little yeah, different spin on the sure. new aspect of it and focusing on that. But yeah. I'd have to say based off of the nurture, honestly, and that was probably the model in which I started. I will take old yeah. new database client relationships that have been scarred in some way, shape or form, because I know somebody's going to mess up that really they've messed up the relationship in the past or they yeah. will mess it up. And I just have to kind of I mean, we have that stat too that 50 percent of it is converted by the second or more agent that is touched. Wait, wait, wait. I thought we we're talking about I think we're talking about two different things. Are we? I'm th I'm thinking of like clients that I've closed on mm -hmm. in the past. I think Sean's saying think database about, old leads. I'm saying mm -hmm. people that I currently have pending. Right. Yes. So cur <laughs> currently nurturing your client database that you have, or are you strictly only worrying about the new inquiries business coming down the pipeline? No. Old business. Okay. Same. Old. Same. Gold. Final answer. Gold is All in right. the old. All right. Good to know. What Anything else to add things? this week, guys? Mm -hmm. Um, let's wrap it up with everybody's like top five. We don't have to give the whole five, just one of your top five favorite movies. <laughs> Go. I was like, huh? top five movies. <laughs> one of your top five. Honestly. I'll go first. Honestly, I just watched one of mine. 
Same. Go. Slumdog Millionaire. Top five wow, favorite movies of all time. That. Why? I don't know. That was just not like the movie that I thought that. Oh my god! Amazing movie. Makes me now cry to, every single time. Now you have to name another one of your top fives, just so I can like just really. That's see not how this works. Mm -hmm. It's one of y'all's things. <laughs> I'm going to admit I am not a movie person. So That's I do have some good, have I, I do have there's definitely a favorite. There is. Break it down into categories though. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what we need. I've like to do. sports, comedy. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Top five. I'm trying to think you don't of have one. Any. Just one. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm. Okay. That one. makes sense for that. you. I get that. I'll get that. I was actually scarred in college Anything because Jason of that. Siegel, okay. Yeah. I think we we're going to go Jason Statham. <laughs> I confuse all the Jasons. Jason Siegel is like tall and kind of chunky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How I, I don't know who Jason Statham is. How I Met Your Mother. Mm -hmm. um, Jason Statham is on every, exact, every action movie you can think of. Death Race. Which one's in Ted Lasso? What? <laughs> I, I, thought everyone, I thought everyone froze. <laughs> it's Jason I said, which one is in Sedakis. Ted Lasso? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, see, there's so many Jasons yeah. in Hollywood. Anyway, I don't watch action movies, so I don't know what anything you just said was. That's okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. That was it. All right. <laughs> Sean had no movies. Great. That's it. Cut. <laughs>